Hello, and welcome to the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. I am Sarah Noble, a certified shamanic energy medicine practitioner, somatic embodiment coach, Akashic Record reader, spiritual mentor, and teacher of energy management and meditation. This podcast is born from my passion to help you reconnect with your heart and intuition. In each episode, you'll hear me channel guided spiritual information for a guest around a specific question or decision in their life. Afterwards, I break down the call so you can better understand how to connect with your own intuitive gifts, your spirit guides, and soul family. I will also give you practical exercises and tools that you can use to deepen your understanding of how to use this in your day-to-day life. Now, without further ado, let's get on to our caller.
Hi, Pandora. Welcome to the podcast. What's your question today? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Um, my question today is how to connect with my energetic being more. I'm feeling a little depleted, um, disconnected, and I'd like to feel more energetic. So you're showing me this really beautiful field of the grass is green and the wind is blowing gently. There's beautiful blossoms on the trees. You are lying in the grass and you're just there on your back and your arms are stretched and your legs are wide and your eyes are closed and you're just gazing up and you're letting the sun beam all over your body. What I'm getting from that image is that you are a little bit depleted on your rest and relaxation. The part of you that is just allowed to do nothing and be okay with doing nothing feels like you put a lot of pressure on yourself to perform and to do the right thing for many, many people in your life is what you're showing me. And it's wearing on you. How is that landing for you? Mm, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of that that resonates with me. I actually did a couple of weeks ago, just lay down in the grass mm. and did exactly what you're saying. <laughs> And I remember feeling that moment, just like, just really breathing in that moment. Is there a way to give yourself more of those moments? I think so, but it requires choosing myself over and over again, which I tend to have a hard time doing. Yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm almost like a chameleon. Like I can... I can shift to be whatever is needed in the moment. And when I do that, I'm not necessarily choosing myself. I am more of an introvert than my husband is. Although I think the pandemic changed him a little bit. And I think that as the world opens back up, like there's more, like there's this frenetic energy that I can feel. And I think it's throwing me off. I think it's, I've had the last year and a half to really like go inward and rest. And now it's kind of moving back to, okay, what does everybody else around me need? It's falling into old habits. Yeah. What would it be like to choose yourself first? Well, the very first thing that comes to mind is that I would feel very, that would feel very indulgent and selfish. Mm -hmm. Is that really true? I so badly want to believe that that is not true. Um, but I think there's part of me that, that does believe that putting myself first or choosing myself first is, is not okay. And if you choose yourself first and you're indulgent, then what? Then people won't like me. And if people don't like you? <laughs> it's hard to say, but I'm un... I am not a worthy person. If I'm not liked by people, I am not worthy of living a life I love. Like there's a deep-seated belief that that is true. Yeah. How do you feel that your relationship to loving yourself and liking yourself plays a part in that? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, speaking of falling back into old habits, like I went through a a rough period 
where I just couldn't, I didn't like myself at all. I couldn't separate who I was presently from who I was in the past. And I did a lot of work on that. And suddenly I've noticed that my inner critic has come back with a vengeance and it's, it eats into how I care about myself and how much I love myself. And I've been trying the last few days to really pay attention to that and to calm myself and to soothe myself through those moments. I think that there's, there's two voices that occur. There's when I'm soothing myself, it's my mother-in-law's voice. She calls me and plenty of other people, honey bunny, but it's, you know, I think <laughs> it's okay, honey bunny, we're, it, this is, this is just temporary. It's okay. Um, and that has helped a lot. I think that there's also another voice that is much more fierce and masculine that I've been putting too much weight in. Yeah. You're showing it to me like a scale. And that side of the scale, as you were talking, just was going down and down, like carrying a lot of that weight. And so finding a way to bring those back into balance. What direction do you want to take things from here? Because we started out talking about energy mm-hmm. and you know your energy is feeling really depleted and the world is opening back up and the frenetic energy that's there. And now here we're at this place about how you're talking to yourself on the inside and how that is playing out in your life right now. Where would you like to me to look at with that connection? Well, as you were saying that, I realized that my energy gets so depleted when I put so much more weight into that deeper, fiercer voice. So I'd like to, I'd like to go in the direction of not always believing in that voice, not putting truth in that voice. So the image you're showing me is this big hand, like a giant fist, and it's squeezing you. And you're like this little tiny person inside this big fist, and it's just squeezing like the life out of you. The way the image is, is changing, it's showing you finding courage is the word to push those fingers back. Like the way the image is, it's interesting because it looks like strength. Like it looks like, oh, I've got to push this off. Yet the word that's connected to it is courage, not strength. It's not about being strong enough. It's about being soft enough and using your courage to pry those fingers back. Like you're, you're showing me this sense that you're used to fighting for what you need and fighting to get your self heard, fighting to have it be the way that it needs to be to sustain you. Like, you know how you were saying, like falling back into old patterns, mm-hmm. that's the old pattern is the fight. And they're offering you this new idea of softness, of melting. And from that place, courage rises and the it's like the courage is going to push the hand open. You don't need to lift a finger. Like <laughs> that's a funny pun right there, but <laughs> the courage, like it's, it's like something, a force outside yourself is available to you to open that hand and to change the pattern. If you can find a way to let that come in, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense that, that soft, um, when I listen to that more masculine, fiercer voice, like I am, I'm constricted, like energetically and emotionally. And, and when I allow myself to be soft, like it just, 
it's my vulnerability. And that's, I really feel like vulnerability is my superpower. And sometimes I forget. I, I love that superpower. Vulnerability is so dear to my heart and that you make made it your superpower. I just, that like brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> it, I just feel, I feel my most self when I am being vulnerable and I'm not allowing myself to be vulnerable right now. Is there a way you can shift that? Yeah, I can choose me every day. Mm, the change in your voice when you said that. <laughs> like I could just feel that. There was a lot of joy is what I felt coming through there. Like that opportunity for joy in choosing yourself. Yeah, that's, that is when I am most joyful. It's when, when I choose myself, I can find my joy and I can find my, my vulnerability. And there's so many amazing things that come with choosing to be my soft self. Yeah, I can feel your soft self. And the, the way the image changed, it's, you know, we started out with you laying in the grass. And when you talk about your soft self, you're lying in all these pink and red rose petals. Mm. It's the fragrance. And there's just this softness and beauty that you can create in your life from connecting in with that part and being kind to yourself, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, choosing yourself first. Yeah, it's allowing myself to relish in that colorfulness. Yeah, you deserve to be in that space. Mm. How does that place feel compared to when we were talking earlier about when that inner critic takes hold and the worthiness piece, like you wanting other people to uh, like you, to make you feel worthy? Can you think about that and you think about this place and the rose petals? What do you notice? I notice that there's a lot more comfort in laying in those rose petals than there is in having people liking me. Mm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. How can I support you from this place? What would you like to know? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe how to, how to call on that place, like how to call myself to that place. You're showing me this image of a queen on a throne that is being carried, like I guess in the more older times where they would carry the king and queen through the streets and on their shoulder, they were on like a platform and the throne was on the platform mm. and they would carry them through. And it's related to this idea of remembering how important you are. You're a soul that's here on a journey with a big purpose in life. And you're allowing yourself to play small right now. And it's tying back in with where we started and feeling like you need to be all these things for people and the responsibility for others. You're struggling to step into your greatness into that queen, into that person that has a lot to share, a lot to help. You know, there were kings and queens that did a lot of good for their people, that shared, that taught, that grew their villages, grew their communities. And they, they did that through love and through sharing and through community. And you are here with a big purpose like that. And you're holding back from it is how the energy is showing me. Yeah, I have been 
I've been feeling that way for a long time, but I, I tend, <laughs> it's funny. I tend to tell myself that it's um, selfish and indulgent to think those things about myself. Well, you're showing me you are, you're here to do that and it's time. It's not selfish. It's not indulgent. You felt what it was like lying in those rose petals and the comfort that comes from choosing you first. You have what it takes. Now I just have to believe it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what can you do? What's the first step to believing that? Um, listening to my heart. What does it want to tell you? It wants to tell me that I know. I know. I totally, I know by the feeling in my body when I'm choosing myself and when I am not choosing myself. And I need to pay attention to that. And what I know about this work, these bigger callings that we are here to answer, is that it's not even necessarily like about us. It's about a much bigger picture of helping the planet. It's not about you being selfish or indulgent, but rather serving, giving, honoring, stepping into this responsibility of helping. Mm, that's so interesting. I've never thought of it that way. So from that place of you knowing, what can you do with that? Where can that take you? I think it can probably take me as far as I want to go or as far as my purpose is. Your guides are like, they're standing around like applauding you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the aha moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, welcome, welcome. We're here for you. Yeah. yeah. Just about making that next choice. And then the next choice will present itself. Sometimes we can get so wrapped up in the end result and get overwhelmed mm -hmm. because it feels so big and so far away and unreachable. But just like you said, it's the next choice. Mm -hmm. And then the next choice. And all those choices add up to that big image at the end. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, we got here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Compounded effect. Mm -hmm. And you're guided and you're supported. You are not alone on this journey. You have a very big soul family that is all here rooting for you. Mm. I love it. Does this feel like an okay place to land today? It feels amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Pandora, for bringing such a rich topic for us today. Pandora showed up asking about her energy and feeling really low and disconnected. And as we dived into the call, what we found was that she was spending a lot of time in her head fighting with her inner critic that was telling her she was indulgent and she was selfish for choosing herself first. And what she realized was how much energy was being wasted in this space. So that brings up, again, this idea of being in our head instead of in our heart. And when we're in our head, we're very disconnected from our intuition. When we move back into our heart, we can experience what Pandora felt when she reached that place where she said, I know, I know. And that is such a beautiful example of being connected to your intuition 
it is from that place that we find our answers, that we know what is truly in our best interest. She also realized that when she chooses herself first, it's way more joyful. And joy is one of the emotions that connects us to our intuition. Joy is deeper than happiness and excitement. Joy becomes more a state of being. It's something underneath is what I've found. And when we can connect to that joy, we begin to have more of a relationship with ourselves that is kind and compassionate and holds the space for trusting ourselves. Our intuition is basically being able to trust ourselves, being able to trust that the information inside ourselves is more relevant and more pertinent to us and our journey than information and validation from outside ourselves. Another theme that played through this call today was this idea of people-pleasing. And we didn't exactly call it that, but it was this idea that Pandora is caught in this place of really wanting people to like her and finding that her worth is derived from what other people think about her and feel about her. And this is a huge one for so many people, myself included. (laughs) It's needing to source our worth from what other people believe about us or feel about us and we get caught in these patterns of doing things for other people's approval. Pandora's not the only person that feels indulgent and selfish when they put themselves first. I myself as a kid was called selfish for wanting to do what I wanted to do instead of what other people wanted to do when it's really not selfish. It's me being me. It's you being you. It's listening to your internal guidance and wanting to follow it, even when it doesn't make sense or please other people. We get caught in this trap that if we put ourselves first, then we're doing something wrong, when really we're doing something really right. Especially when we do it with love and kindness, we're not choosing ourselves to hurt anybody else or make anybody wrong. We're choosing ourselves because ultimately we get to be the most important person in our life because when we do that, we're able to show up in a very different way. We're able to come from a place of love, of a place of being of service, of adding value to people's lives because we inside ourselves feel content and at peace and happy and joyful. And from that place, a lot of beautiful things can happen. When we come from this place of feeling resentful and angry because we're always doing what other people want us to do, it makes life a lot more tricky and a lot more challenging. And we don't always show up as the best version of ourselves from that place. The reading for Pandora also went in a direction of this idea that she is playing small in her life, that she is here as a soul on a journey with a really big purpose. When we talked about that, she knew that. Yet, she finds herself not being able to step into that, not trusting that, not able to go for that. This is a big part of connecting in with our intuition and being more intuitive in our daily lives is playing bigger. When we show up and decide to play big in our lives, we can connect into our guidance in a much bigger and more fulfilling way 
because we are saying yes to spirit. We're saying yes to our purpose and yes to what we're supposed to be doing in this lifetime. And when we do that, spiritual guidance comes so much more easily to us because we are following the path that we came here to follow. And when we show our spirit family that we are on the path and we are dedicated and we are choosing what our heart wants most for us, they are able to connect in with us and bring us information much more easily than when we're living from a place of playing small and just doing what it takes to get by and to pay the bills and to please everybody else around us. So I encourage you, if you have a dream in your heart, if you have something you just long to do, do it. We have one precious life don't waste any more time thinking about what you want to do. Go out there and do it. Know in your heart that you're supported and that you can do it. When Pandora was saying yes to her calling and viewing things through a different lens, her spirit family, her guides, everybody showed up and applauded for her. And it was a really beautiful scene to witness. So I wanted to give you a few ways today that you can begin to connect in with your guides because every one of us has a soul family that is always close by supporting us. And so when you begin to believe that they are there and when you begin to ask them for help, they get the opportunity to step up. We are here as sovereign beings with our own free will. So None of our soul family is going to force us to do anything that we are not choosing to do. So one of the first steps in connecting with them is actually inviting them in and giving them permission to communicate with you on a deeper level. A fun practice can be to sit and ask a question, sort of a yes or no or a either or type question. I put my hands out in front of me and I ask my question and then I say, for choice A, touch my right hand and for choice B, touch my left hand. And then I just sit and wait and you'd be amazed. I get a tingling sensation on the hand that they are touching. Another good friend of mine, she asks her guides to touch her on the shoulder of which decision she is looking for and gets a tap on her shoulder. It's a fun way to play around with connecting in with getting responses from your guides. Another fun way to connect in with them is to sort of use your peripheral awareness and just tune in and ask yourself, if I had guides, which you do, where would they be? And for me, my guides kind of are just up above me and around sort of behind me with this idea that they have my back and then I look upwards to receive spiritual guidance that comes in through the top of my head. So there's this awareness of where they are in my field and in my life. So when I go to connect with them, I feel into those spaces and that's where they are for me. Some of you, it might be below. Some could be on one side, the other side, in front. I've heard many different places of where guides can be. And so you can just play around with that sort of spatial awareness and allowing your intuition to flow out and in and expand and contract and see if you can just get an idea of where they might be. It could just be a feeling, it could be a knowing, you might actually hear them, you might sense them. It's going to be unique to you because it's your experience and they're your guides. 
So those are a few fun ideas. And I use the word fun because our biggest way to connect into our intuition is to remember to have fun. When it becomes too serious or we start getting upset with ourselves because we can't see it or it's, but we think it's supposed to look a certain way and it doesn't, that immediately shuts us down. I spent quite a lot of time in that space. So let me save you the time and the trouble and just skip right to the fun and the enjoyment piece and you will have a lot more success in seeing things, knowing things, feeling things. So that is our episode for today. I, as always, I'm just so, so grateful that you are here and that you are wanting to connect more with your intuition and that this work speaks to you. It's an honor to be here on this journey with you. A few things before I go with Pandora's episode touching on energy, I just wanted to remind you of the free meditation that I offer that helps you with your energy in your body and managing it and how you feel and being able to bring it back. The meditation will help you call back your energy and give anybody else back their energy. This is a natural part of our human existence. There's nothing wrong with energy getting stuck or being left behind. It's just important to sort of have an energetic hygiene where we pull our energy back and we give others there's back. So check the show notes for a link to that meditation. I find it really, really helpful and do it myself very often. Also, do you want to know what your intuitive superpower is? I've created a quiz on my website where you can answer a few questions and it will help you determine whether you are clear feeling, clear seeing, clear knowing, clear hearing, which one of those gifts is your intuitive superpower. And finally, if you or anyone you know would love to receive a reading from me for the podcast, I've opened up some slots on my booking calendar, which you can find on my website. I would love to support you in answering a question for you and have the added value of helping others understand and connect with their intuition more. Thank you again. I'm sending you so much love.